What is going on, my fellow geeks? Three movies with elves and a guy with a white beard. Not a lot of people accept it as canon. 2022 will be the year of Star Wars. Well, I have more than just one piece of geek news. I have been Isaac Hunter. Which is like high culture, but better. What is going on, my fellow geeks, and welcome back to Raving Geeks, your weekly pop culture podcast from Central Michigan Life, where we discuss all things geek culture, which is like high culture, but better. If this is your first time joining us, make sure you follow the CM Life Instagram and Twitter pages uh, for updates on the podcast, and look for us wherever you find your podcasts, including YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and on our website at www.cm-life.com. My name is Brendan Valentine, and I'd like to thank you all for joining me and my fellow co-hosts this week, who will introduce themselves in a second with our question of the week. This week's question is, uh, what book are you currently reading or wish you could be currently reading? Uh, Personally, I just bought Neil Gaiman's American Gods and would Ah! like to start reading that. Such a good book. I have, by the end of the semester, I have three 20-page papers I need to write. So, um, no. (laughs) How about y'all? All right. Uh, hi, everyone. I am Hope Goodrow. Um, <clears throat> I, I feel like this is going to be a very Hufflepuff answer here, um, but I am currently reading three books. Um, one, because it's part of a project for one of my classes. Uh, it's called Long Way Down by Jason Reynolds. Um, the other one is getting turned into a movie where the crawdad sings. Uh, mm, and yep, the final yep, yep. one is Six of Crows. So, yeah. All right. Um, Isaac Hunter here. Uh, currently, I'm reading a graphic novel called Aster of Pan. Uh, this is about a girl named Aster that lives in an area, a place called Pan. Um, it's kind of post-apocalyptic. Uh, it's, like a, it's like a post-apocalyptic world. Um, and basically, the plot of it is that uh, they make decisions by playing this dodgeball type game. Like, it's pretty much exactly dodgeball, except there's just one ball. Um, and that's pretty much as far as I've gotten into it so far, uh, because I just started it. I just finished reading Rin's World, which is a 40K novel about the Crimson Fists and how the world got decimated by space orcs. That was Ah, yes. Cool. Great yeah. historical fiction. <laughs> of course. <laughs> Future history. Just kidding. I hope not. <laughs> yeah, that'd be weird. I mean, you know, authors might predict stuff. You don't hey, know. Just like dreams predict reality, man. Authors got that sixth sense. Exactly. But already, well, th- he was talking about. Yeah, you know, there really only are about two fish left. <laughs> One fish, two fish, red fish, blue fish, my guy. But anyway, thank you both. Uh, and per usual, we like to get things started here with some quick geek news. So, what have y'all got for us? All right, I'll start. Um. This isn't the most new thing. It actually was was published, I think, last week. But uh, Witcher 4, uh, the video game, is in the works, uh, which is pretty exciting for those that have played Witcher 3. It is one of the greatest RPGs of all time. What about uh, people that own Witcher 3 but bought it like recently and haven't started it yet because they have three 20-page papers due? by the end of the semester i don't think that changes how good of an rpg it is i mean like how what's this news about witcher 4 mean for me who Um, wants to play witcher 3 well you have plenty of time because we don't know when it's coming out yet okay it's working on it and it takes place after witcher 3 um i'm pretty sure i read somewhere that 
Geralt of Rivia isn't even the main character, like it might be that far in the future, mm -hmm. uh, which I'm sure will have strange. I don't know. I, I don't know how much people will love that. Yeah, but they, um, they built a universe around the Witcher, so I feel like they like that's it's not too far fetched. Yeah. Um, and I also saw some stuff about possibly uh, it being about Siri. Um, also, they released an image of uh, one of the Witcher medallions in the snow. Uh, Witcher medallions, every Witcher is part of a school. Um, many are extinct by now, but uh, Geralt is part of the wolf, and he's got a wolf medallion, and it just kind of like shows he's a Witcher. Uh, but the next one is believed to be a lynx. It is half covered in snow. It's got a cat-like face, and then you see kind of like more little metal bits coming off, going deep into the snow, like a lynx. And as well, someone said, looks like a lynx. And the maker of the game just posted a picture, a gif of Keenan Thompson nodding. So uh, School of the Lynx, which actually isn't a thing yet. So new okay. school. Nice. Cool. cool. Well, I, I have a couple pieces of geek news. Um, for those of you that are interested in the CW shows, specifically the CW Arrowverse shows, but all of them, um, they have renewed... Uh, seven of their series of their nine like currently airing series um all american the flash superman and lois riverdale walker kung fu and nancy drew have all been renewed for uh, new seasons um which Ooh. i see this list and i'm concerned because this does not include legends of tomorrow or batwoman um but they haven't officially been canceled yet and legends needs another season because they chose they could have ended it there but they chose not to and um, yeah, I'm I'm very concerned because I just recently finished the most recent season of Legends, and they also said that these are like the early renewals that the CW yeah. does early ones, and usually they would have been back in like January that mm -hmm. they would have renewed it. So I think CW is just behind on announcing stuff. That makes sense. Um, Yes, and I mean, I don't see them canceling Batwoman either because that's been like one of the more popular shows. Like, it didn't decrease in viewership as far as I know, but we'll see. But also, um, for those of you who are excited to see Amelia Clark in uh, Marvel's Secret Invasion, for those of you who don't know who she is, uh, if you've watched Game of Thrones or Solo, a Star Wars story, uh, she's Kira from Solo, and I'm going to butcher the name. Isaac, I need help. Uh, uh, the Dragon Clark, but, Queen. Khaleesi, yeah. Well, Khaleesi, she's that's one name. She's got many. Yeah, but anyway, people know who I'm talking about. Um, <clears throat> will be playing the villain. Um, I, I this is a new name for me. I actually didn't know this one, but Varank. Um, playing who? who? Uh, the scroll, the female scroll, who took uh the form of Spider Woman in the Secret Invasion comics. Okay. <laughs> Um, and is likely going to be not only appearing in Secret Invasion, but also appearing in the Captain Marvel sequel. So this could be a new recurring villain along the lines of Loki. Um, do you think she'll... Oh, no, they probably can't do a Super Scrawl yet because we, until they introduce the Fantastic Four. Yes. I, I mean, Fantastic Four will be coming out around the same time as the Marvels. Like, after, but like not so far after that it'd be ridiculous yeah. to like, introduce Super Scroll as like a cameo um because super scroll fantastic character but as far as we know scrolls are still good guys mm -hmm. so I, I don't know where this is going so i'll be very interested to see 
Uh, more Marvel news. It looks like we might be getting a Nova project in the MCU with the writer for Moon Knight, Sabir Perzada, uh, stating that he is on track to be writing a, uh, I don't know if it's a series or a movie, uh, but for Nova, Richard Ryder, who, if I was going to be cast in the MCU, which if you're listening, keep it in mind, um, I would want to play Nova. Um, so, um, and speaking of Moon Knight, the, the critics have come back and give, given it pretty uh, stellar reviews, but while some critics have also said, like, this is going to divide fans because it's something very different. Um, but I'm looking forward to it. So um, hopefully it is, I mean, I don't really see how they can butcher Moon Knight. Uh, I think they're they're fitting the vibe correctly based on what I've seen in the trailers. Um, playing day and night while Moon Knight jumps across rooftops definitely fits the right vibe, so... That's all for me. Well, speaking of uh, shows in production, we have news on the Percy Jackson series front. Uh, So I think it was um, Rick Riordan's wife, Becky, that shared it. But the production start date is June 1st, 2022, with a production end date of January 25th, 2023. And they will be filming in Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, um, as where most things are filmed right now. Um, And that was updated as of the 19th of March. So I'm super excited. They still haven't announced any casting updates yet, but I think they've been going through and just trying to do like the, um, the combo casting calls of like trying to make sure that people fit together can never remember what that's called so i apologize right now and i know my dad just told me the other day and i can't remember now um but also in pre-production is the supernatural prequel series the winchesters about uh mary and john winchester when they were younger um and yes in the supernatural show there was a young mary and a young john winchester but i think the prequel is going for a lot younger um, so they have cast Drake Roger and Meg Donnelly as, um, John Winchester and Mary Winchester, respectively. Uh, Drake Roger hasn't been in a ton of things, but Meg Donnelly was in, uh, American Housewife and the zombie movies on Disney Channel. Um, and so I'm super excited. Drake Roger reminds me of one of the characters that they cast to play young Dean, at one point, so I'm super excited. Um, Fast and Furious 10 news, there is another DC, um, the cinematic universe actor, actress coming to the Fast and Furious franchise. Um, Daniela Melkor is going to be in the 10th movie. Um, She does not have a role yet, but she played um, Ratcatcher 2 in The Suicide Squad. Love her. So um, so I'm super excited to see her in another film. Um, but also, as far as the Fast and Furious franchise goes, there are plans to shoot the 10th and 11th installments with the original Vin Diesel-led cast. And then after that, they are stepping aside and ushering in a new cast. Um, 
which hasn't been announced yet because obviously we don't have 10 and 11 yet. So that's going to be really interesting. I'm, I'm um, down for a soft reboot of Fast and Furious. Me too. Like, I'd be good to see the kids, you know, starting up with how they're doing it in today's world of how so much technology and everything. I, I'd love for them to return to like the Fast, Fur- Fast and Furious, Fast, Too Fast, Too Furious roots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> Amazing. Um, but there are also a good chance things will continue with other spinoffs like Hobbs and Shaw in the uh, future. But um, so the article goes on to say, the original group looks like they are going to move off into the fast driving retirement home. Um, <laughs> so I really liked that. But yeah, uh, so I'm super excited for the next Fast and Furious movies to come out. Um, because honestly, I love them a lot. Um, so I said earlier that I was reading the book that is being turned into a movie where the crawdads sings, um, where the crawdads sing, flip the uh, plural S there. Uh, we actually just got the trailer dropped for the new movie that's coming out in this year, uh, starring Daisy Edgar Jones, Harris Dickinson, and... Um, obviously a lot more characters but the trailer looked absolutely amazing it the movie comes out in July um and so I'm super excited to see it I haven't finished the book yet but oh it's so good um speaking of supernatural and also going with DC Misha Collins has booked his first role post supernatural um, and his first TV role is going to be Harvey Dent on Gotham Knights. Ooh. Just a TV show that's coming. I, this is the first time I'm hearing of Gotham Knights at all. That's a video game that's coming out. I think it sounds like they're, but maybe he's voicing <clears throat> the Harvey Dent in it. Maybe. Let me look it up. Because the way that they were saying it is that it was a TV show. Unless they were saying post-Supernatural TV role, but like his TV role in Supernatural. But either way, I'm excited for to hear... No, the CW is making a show called Gotham Knights. There we go. Wow. Interesting. I didn't know this. Yeah. So I'm super excited because Misha Collins, if you watch Supernatural, obviously he was Kaz. um, and And then he also played Harvey Lucifer at times. Um, but you mostly saw him in the good person role. And so to see him as Harvey Dent and Two-Face, like, um, it's going to be weird, but I'm also, again, really excited for this because he's an amazing actor. Um, moving into MCU news, the Scarlet Witch solo project starring Elizabeth Olsen, is set to start filming in September 2023. Now, this is not uh, WandaVision season two. They have come out and said that they are not planning a season two for WandaVision, um, that they're not casting it out completely, but that it's something that they're not planning for right now because she is going to be in so many future movies for the next phase. Um, but so, uh, yeah, Elizabeth Olsen getting her own movie and Scarlet Witch, like, I am concerned, but also 
intrigued, especially with how they're doing uh, Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness right now and like portraying Scarlet Witch. So it'd be really interesting. But finally, there is a new movie that is starring Hilary Swank and Alan Richardson, who recently was in Reacher. Um, you might also know him from Titans. He played Hawk. Um, if you watched Smallville, he was Arthur Curry, Aquaman. Um, but so they're starring in a film called Ordinary Angels, which Lionsgate will distribute. And it's set against the backdrop of the worst snowstorm in Kentucky history. Um, it is inspired by the incredible true story of a struggling hairdresser, um, which is played by Hilary Swank, who single-handedly rallies an entire community to help a widowed father, Alan Richardson's character, uh, save the life of his critically ill young daughter. So... That one sounds like it's going to make me cry, but also like sounds like a really good feel good movie that's going to be coming out. So that's all I've got. Nice. Yeah. Uh, well, for those of you who don't know, it is March and March is reading month. So Ooh. it is time for the annual Geeks episode about books. <clears throat> so we have a couple of uh, book related questions lined up, but we're going to take it over to our resident book expert, Hope Goodrell. To start us off, so Hope, what questions are we asking today? All right, so the first one that I have set out, I actually saw on TikTok, and it was um, bookstore employees getting asked this question, and they had to go run around the store to find the actual physical copy of the book. But so what book, and this can be an entire series as well, do you wish you could read again and experience for the first time? Ooh. wait does it have to you said does that have to be one book or can it be a series you said it can be a series because like my answer is a series so which is not harry potter for the record anyone going it's going to be harry potter it's not harry potter um oh okay <laughs> i have so many um this is the problem with book nerds is like uh -uh. Yeah. this was easy this was easy this was oh. easy for you yeah my favorite uh -oh. book of all time um and the mountains echo by Khaled Hosseini does it have to do with your background nope I have Narnia it's my background oh ah. okay um if I could reread a book series for the first time again I think I would probably just want to do Percy Jackson and then the heroes of Olympus like the follow-up thing um just because I I like read those books as they came out I remember like going with my dad to buy the new ones every time from elementary school um and then I like read it consequently many many times but you know I just always really enjoyed them I'd give it another read uh mine is the Maximum Ride series by James Patterson um and so my follow-up question which might be a little bit harder but also might not be is why specifically this book or series oh Again, very easy. Um, so, I, I, I mean, I did have a little bit of a tough time because there's three books by Khaled Hosseini that I've read. The Kite Runner, A Thousand Splendid Sons, and, and The Mountains Echoed, all of which are fantastic. And if you haven't read them, I highly recommend. Um, I, the Kite, it was a very close tie between Kite Runner and, and The Mountains Echoed. Um, like, it's not that Thousand Splendid Sons wasn't 
as good. It's just there's a lot that happens in that book that's very, very hard to take and deal with because it's very dark. It, it talks about like basically the experience of being a woman in Afghanistan throughout the like era prior to the, like the Soviet, the Mujahideen overthrowing the Soviets and then throughout the reign of the Taliban. So like very difficult to to digest, um, <clears throat> especially as someone who hasn't had to deal with, you know, the negative effects of sexism and physical abuse. Um, but in reading it a second time, it's a lot easier to really understand the impact of those. So I'd like, I don't need to reread it again for the first time. Um, and Kite Runner, I'd like to reread for the first time, but I think it's only because I read it in high school. Um, so that's why I didn't really get that full experience that I wanted. But the experience I got from reading and the mountains echoed for the first time, that is like the most I've like felt emotions while reading a book since I was a little kid. And I read this book for the first time two years ago. So like, it, like it was, it's a lot to deal with. It's a lot of little stories kind of like about the idea of like love and what love can mean at different points in your life and how um, either making others sacrifice parts of their life because they love you or make sacrificing parts of your life for those you love is like the whole narrative around the story. And it's something that I feel like is very applicable no matter what stage of life you're in. So rereading it for the first time to like bring all that out again would be very cathartic. So. Good answer. Good answer. <laughs> Thank um, you. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I don't go too deep with Percy Jackson. I just really liked it. Um, I'm, I mean, I don't know if it'd be different because I'm older now. Uh, like I was younger than Percy Jackson was when I started reading Percy Jackson. I remember being like, man, when I'm older <laughs> and then I got older and I was like, man, if I was younger. So according uh, to the movies, you were what, 16? That's, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> what movie? Um, no. Uh, <laughs> I actually started with the second book, fun fact. I started with uh, Sea of Monsters because we didn't have the first one at my school library. And then I read Titan's Curse. And then I got my dad to buy the first one. That would um, be so confusing. And that's what? how I'd want to reread it the first time as well. Just pull a Why? Star you Wars get all the it? spoilers for like the only one that has major, <laughs> major spoilers at the end of it is Lightning Thief. Yeah. Like everyone else has spoilers, but like there's spoilers you can kind of no, not predict. Um yeah, I was like, well, who's this loot guy? He's a tool. And then that we were in the first one. I was like, wow, there he is. Um I don't know I just I like laugh I remember like the first time I cried reading a book was Titan's Curse and uh spoiler alert for people uh that's like the first one it's kind of like the Harry Potter thing where it's like they like well, the first time they have someone like die you're like whoa I thought this was a kid series you know uh, <laughs> like so, when I watch Clone Wars and every other episode someone's head gets chopped off and I'm like oh why is this yeah. for children again <laughs> I'm like oh I like this clone and then I'm like oh Oh, like he fell anymore. in a pit of lava. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta find and, a new clone. Yeah, or it's like, oh, it's that 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 like really short Jedi with like the scar over his eye and big ears. I always wondered what happened to him after the first one, and then I see him get like mauled by a wolf, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> thanks, Clone Wars. That arc is crude. I I love how every single thing we just mentioned comes from the same set of three episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's like the first time it really. Oh, no. <clears throat> uh, all right, hope. All right. Um, so, hi, Loki. Loki is deciding to join in now. 
Um, probably for those of you only listening on audio, Loki is uh, Hope's cat, cat, not Hope, the Hope's pet elephant, and you're missing out. <laughs> yeah, uh, nor is it the the Norse god of mischief played by Tom Hiddleston. Although Loki is definitely named appropriately after the Norse god of mischief. Um, but so the Maximum Ride series, because I was just recommending this to um, my aunt because she's a bus driver and she was like, oh, I have like, I try to get books to, you know, give some of the students on the bus to read. Um, and also for my cousin out in Arizona, um, she's at the age of like being able to read Maximum Ride and everything too. And, um, but like, so the series is one, very relevant um at one point because like it goes over that what happens if we don't decide to uh save the earth um and what happens to everything with like weather and patterns and um just the earth in general with like global warming and everything um but also pre-reading the part where max uh talks about Bill Nye the science guy and just going like wait this is still part of the book um but like it's also a really nice found family story for like people who you know they could have a good family at home but don't feel like they belong there like this one is this series is very definitely like finding out who your family is and uh, you know you've picked your family and you're taking care of each other and looking out for one another and like but also realizing that because you are mutants who have wings and eventually discover that they have other powers as well um that they have to they realize that they're the ones who kind of have to save humanity and even though humanity is the one that has cast them out and also to be able to just read the books in order without having to wait for a new book to come out and then forget some of what's happened or forget if I've read it or not because there are like it's kind of like the Percy Jackson series where you have uh the original five books and then the Gods of Olympus one um where like the beginning you have them like all together and everything but then the second half starts off with them um diving deeper into individual stories so like you get max angel fang um there's nevermore and i know i'm forgetting one um but then there's also a spinoff series called hawk that i haven't started reading yet but i have it so it would just really nice to be able to have a continuous storyline versus having everything broken up because everything needs to come out so yeah nice i'll have to look into that one i haven't heard of that yeah it's really good pretty cool so i also i know i told you guys two questions at the beginning but there is one that i wanted to ask you just because like brendan your book that you talked about is very definitely heavy hitting on topics and like even maximum ride is heavy hitting Percy Jackson hits on some things but is definitely on the lighter side um in my background if anybody is watching um online is 
not all of them because it's very difficult to have all of them, but the most commonly banned books. Uh, so yes, A Wrinkle in Time is banned, Bridge to Terabithia, um, Kite Runner is also on here, um, To Kill a Mockingbird, Harry Potter, the first one. <sighs> There's a lot. Um, so my question, for banning books, because this has been very popular topic, especially with what's going on in Tennessee, um, Senator Ted Cruz asking um, the Supreme Court nominee about like books like Anti-Racist Baby by um, Ibram Kendi. Um, and, you know, anytime that honestly you try to ban a book and backfires and, you know, because the book gets more popular. Like yeah. mouse. Yeah, like yeah. mouse. Um, so do you think that there should ever be a reason to ban books? Or is it something that you that should books should have not necessarily trigger warnings, but that's like but just like a warning in general of like, hey, this is the theme, or like, you know, heavy hitting topics here, or not suitable for kids under this age yet they can't understand just yeah i was gonna say that that last bit right there um obviously i think there are some books that are too old like like kind of like rated r movies like you're not gonna show a rated r movie in school in elementary school and so obviously i think there's books that maybe you should wait till middle school or high school to be allowed to read um which i mean the same thing like i said with movies like i went to school with some kids that like they weren't allowed to watch movies for a long time certain movies um I don't know. I mean, some books, I don't, I don't know. I, Cause I, I don't want to say I want to ban any books. Um, but there are some books that are just kind of like, like, I mean, everything I think could be written, even if it's like an awful book written by like a cult leader, like you could still Mind analyze comp. it. Yeah. You, you could still analyze it uh, as an educational like resource to like, for like psychology or something to like understand someone's mind. Um, no, so I don't think you should ban books. I mean, I get that if you're like going to like a private Christian college and they're like, you shouldn't read these books while you're in school. Uh, I mean, a whole move, but uh, I don't know, you know. Yeah. I understand why like a religious organization wouldn't want certain books to be read. Yeah, uh, I'm, I kind of get that too. I, th I think from like a governmental perspective, I don't think there's a reason to ban books because um, that just seems very like dictatorship. Um, but I think if there's certain things that like the public as a like like the general not like nonpartisan public would agree is like probably not suitable, they'd probably stop it at the publishing stage. Like if there's no audience for it or if it's there's the only audience for it is a audience that would take it and use it as a dangerous tool, I think it'd stop at the publishing stage and I think that's what the publishers are there for. Yeah. But, well, and also like with the internet, you can just post whatever you want on the internet. So like if there's a reason there's a publishing house and this whole thing to get through, like there to like stop things that would be like objectively bad, but I, yeah. otherwise I don't think there's any reason to ban books. Yeah, I mean, like I, so there's one book. Okay. So I try to like frame this the right way to um, like, I don't think that you should ever ban books because, and this is part being a teacher, but also part of me that has worked with like activism stuff and anti-racist groups and you know trying to end racism um 
books can be used to start the conversation. Um, so you talk about like on my background by Sherman Alexi, the uh, absolutely true diary of a part-time Indian. Yeah, that is that a book. really good book to start the conversation, especially here in America, where we had the boarding schools that you know basically said, "No, you're not Native American. You're white, and we're going to make sure that your kids don't learn." their culture and you know it caused a lot of harm that is still being inflicted on the kids today who live on reservations and um some of our reservations also still technically don't have electricity you know it's only in a couple buildings um and so it's used as a conversation i think books should have some warning labels on them but i also because like i've seen the uh TikToks or just social media posts of like don't judge a book by its cover and or like blind date ideas where they wrap it in brown paper and then just write a few things on the outside so you can't actually like see who it's by or like judge a book by its actual cover like how pretty the cover is um chapter one the boy who lived <laughs> wonder what this is sorry or in uh, this the seventh book you know uh Ginny kisses albus oh uh, yeah the chapter yeah. title <laughs> like, wow what a plot twist <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> dumbledore comes back to life and hooks up with Ginny. wow Stole just a number man triple digits <laughs> but i do think banning books i mean we could see it throughout history whenever books are banned i mean think of the Nazis banning books like it was very banning much and burning yeah and like governmental control par parental control of like you don't want your kids to grow up but also they need a better introduction to the real world than just being thrust into the real world with no like prior knowledge of how to deal with stuff um and so I don't think books should ever be banned, but I definitely think that, you know, like what you were saying, Isaac, like with movies, like they need the ratings of like, hey, you should do this. And we do have a system for it, but it's terrible because like all it does is just take the word, take random words in the book and um, decide how difficult they are to read. And then that's what says. <laughs> if a book is supposed to be for older ages so like to kill a mockingbird is is technically said that third graders can read to kill a mockingbird i would not give to kill a mockingbird to third graders meanwhile no. third grade they they threw like like obviously uh Arabithia, i remember reading that in third grade but it broke my heart they really wanted mm -hmm. us, that read where the red fern grows any book that's about that has dogs in it, like yes. and it's old book, like old yeller, like you know that you're gonna deal with heartbreak. Yeah. And some books have two dogs, which just... <laughs> yep. yeah. I read uh Where the Red Friend Grows in sixth grade, I think. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, to kill a mockingbird, how it's rated is because the language is easy to read. A third grader could read it. Yes, a third grader could read it, but they wouldn't actually understand the book and know what's going on. So also, we there's some pretty traumatic things that happen in that book. Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, we definitely need a rating system of like 
better than also better than just genre forming because you know young well, adult books like continents like, genres are arbitrary yes exactly um like so now consonants. The, <laughs> no i'm pretty sure o consonants only are like only vowels from now on <laughs> ah does, i was gonna say does does y count as a uh vowel Sometimes. at this point <laughs> depends on the sound it makes if it makes a y it's not if it's a like e then it's it's a vowel all right so going on from our heavy topic there i wanted to finish out the podcast with what book Oh, wait, hold, before you finish, oh, I had a question okay. I wanted to ask, too. So I don't yes. know if you want to save this one for the end. I'll save it for the end. We're good. Okay, I have one. Um, all right. Do any, either of you have any books that you would like to write? But because yes. you are not an author, it is taking a while or yeah. is not, probably not going to happen. Yes. Um, besides the fact that I play a lot of D&D, &D, and that's just writing stories, but with your friends, um, I remember like one time there's like a post that's like I really just want to play like D&D by myself and then like he recomments and he's like actually I just realized that's called writing a book <laughs> um but besides that like I do have like documents just full of like towns and people names and genealogies and like all this fantasy stuff uh but that's all just in case I want to play a campaign that uses those things but I do have ideas for books that I would really like to like write and explore um I don't know how, do you want me to just answer this question yes or no, or do you want me to get into it, Brendan? You can get into it, go for it. I thought okay. that'd be fun, because I have a couple, yeah. like, in my head, and I gotta... Um, there's, okay, uh, I'm a big fantasy nerd, uh, and I, like, for, since, like, like, high school, since I think it was probably, like, ninth grade, freshman year, uh, which is a long time for me, that would have been 2011, it's creepy, Ooh. yeah, um, yeah, 2011, um hope gets it yes. uh i i remember i like i think it was actually it stemmed off of percy jackson originally um mixed with a few other titles but uh it was the idea that like in percy jackson there's half-bloods that are the children of like a god and i was like but what if that half-blood gets with a different god and their kid is like half one god and a quarter another god and then i was like one of that half-blood gets with and so i had that I, I originally had this idea for this like this like unlikable snake evil deity guy and then he has like a, a son who's like a uh a demigod but like the entire book you wouldn't know he's the demigod spoiler alert uh but i've this story's been in my head for a lo so long but i don't even have a title it's just called son of the snake god story um <laughs> that's like anytime i like i like add a character it just goes to a file that's like son of the snake god and that's like the smallest part of it because it's like this fantasy uh, world, uh, I don't want to say Tolkien inspired because there's no elves or dwarves, uh, kind of dark like the Witcher, uh, but Witcher also still has elves and dwarves. This is like all humans, um, very medieval. And like, I just keep adding stuff to it. Like I keep drawing pictures and adding to it. I'm like, I'm never going to do anything with this, this a massive knowledge. I've created like an entire like pantheon of deities uh, I know like what they all look and then they like appearance changes for different civilizations because they see them as different entities. Yeah. So yes, Brendan, to answer your question, <laughs> it's all in here. It's all in here. Uh, I was gonna say, uh, for my answer to the question, um, 
Would you like to see my Google Drive folder that is probably taking up the majority of my uh, space on Google Drive or the numerous number of notebooks that are filled um, or the three accounts that I have on one website so that I don't have to pay premium to get to be able to like do more do storyboarding more. things. Um, I've actually been writing one since high school, but I haven't done anything with it in a few years. Um, but I was thinking about this the other day that like, I actually started my writing career as a fan fiction writer, like even in elementary school, because like in my elementary school in first or second grade, we had to write stories. And then you know, it was like a five page story, you know, one line per page. And then you drew the picture that went with it. And even though I'd only seen like two episodes of Pokemon from <laughs> Saturday morning cartoons access to it, uh, I wrote a story about how, um, was the kid's name? Uh, Ash, well, Ash Ketchum? Yeah, Ash and Pikachu fought off uh, the two bad guys. And, yeah. Jesse and James. Yeah. Are they the um, bad guys? <laughs> no, seeing as they get the Team Rocket evil saying wrong every time and make it fun and cheery, no. Um, but then I also wrote another one that was like a mix between Narnia and Peter Pan. Oh, heck, okay. <laughs> because the main character was uh, married to Peter uh, Pevensey. She was Queen Lily and, you know, with King wow. Peter. And they had to fight Captain Hook. <laughs> um honestly i could see it based on the narnia world yeah like, i'd be all for that are you kidding me that sounds like an episode of once upon a time honestly <laughs> yes, it does. Oh, so man. what you're saying is once upon a time should have paid me to write their uh I mean, episodes and yes once upon a time is just a giant fan fiction <laughs> dude i saw a post the other day i forget what movie they said it like it was but like blank is bad seems like bad fan fiction but Spider-Man No Way Home seems like good fan fiction. <laughs> I forget. It was a, something that came out recently. I was going to say, Fifty Shades of Grey was technically a fan fiction of Twilight. That doesn't uh, yeah, I heard me. about that. <laughs> um, and um, it got a really Wattpad fan fiction of, yeah. of Twilight. And the after movies are based off of fan fiction that's uh, dark Harry Styles fan fiction. Oh, like bad boy Ooh. Harry Styles, Harden Scott, yeah, Harry Styles. Um, and I did read that fan fiction on Wattpad, um, because I follow the author as well. And I was like, Are you serious? You got your fan fiction published? Um, but yeah, I have another story that's currently up on my computer right now that I started writing because I have a lot of Pinterest boards that are like writing prompts, writing prompts, challenge accepted, writing prompts, dialogue, <laughs> writing prompts, pictures. Um, and so I'm using two pictures right now to write a short story. Yeah. But the one that I have been writing since high school, I have a sequel thought of. And like, I know how one character, he like dies, but like he doesn't actually die. But like, yeah, there's this whole big thing. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah. So. I, I definitely, like, I use pictures to tell my stories all the time. Um, I think it's just because I think I'm a better artist than I am a writer. And that's not saying that I'm a really good artist. That's just saying 
Um, I suck at drawing, so I use pictures I find on the internet. And uh, I guess I didn't, I was thinking novel, but like, I wanted to make a comic book for so long. And I have like, I have so many superheroes. Uh, if we had time, I'd share, the other like, one. I'd share a file. And like, I just have like, like I, I do a lot of drawing, but like I have like a paint file that has a bunch of superheroes that I've drawn like eight nice. bit on paint. Yo, um, for a future episode, we should pick one and like fully pitch it. And that's the whole episode. Each of us gets one pitch. Oh, yes. okay. Um, like whatever kind of project you want before before we all graduate. I have a different well different i still have a year stories. so year and a half left um some of my superhero stories are cringy because they're like clearly just based on my friends and i hey that's how I the mean, best stories are are made it's not as bad as our after shark boy and lava girl came out um i made a whole bunch of characters that were just like you know random animal boy or girl hey that's like... not bad at all i i love that where do you as think we got spider man Spider-Man's just a copy of uh, of Shark Boy. Exactly. Even though Shark Boy and Lava Girl came out decades after uh, Spider-Man. Mm -hmm. Time travel. Right, um, yeah. Uh, so there was one that I thought of in like middle school. That's like um, the the plot. Like the, there's like a, a prologue, but basically um, this family buys like a, a house up. Um, originally, I had it set in Michigan until I found out Minnesota has more lakes. Yeah, um, land of a thousand lakes or whatever yeah so now it's in minnesota um but they buy like a cabin and they have four kids and then the girl the youngest girl goes missing um so then they don't go back for like a decade um but then like the book is like when they come back and the oldest sibling's like i'm gonna figure this out because they never figured out what happened and um like long story short it turns out at the end of the book um that there wasn't a person that like kidnapped her it was the lake itself because it's sentient ah okay um, i would read that Gosh. yeah no and i had yeah. a, i had a whole trilogy figured out um like the whole like thing behind the lake being sentient is that like in order for like life to happen it was like the precursor to life and gained like consciousness and then like entity oh yeah like a like the primordial soup um and it's like <laughs> chemically identical to water um but like there's some way to differentiate it we just hadn't figured it out yet um, and like they start it started trying to like take back land from humans after like pollution and everything but like as like more life starts to like evolve there's less of it on the planet and it's this weird struggle so i enjoyed that um, I, I got like love to read 10 that. chapters in <laughs> and haven't touched it since i bet if you um, went back now and looked at all your writing you'd be like i'd be like um but then there's one i thought of last summer um that i want to like toy with um it's called the t i had a really good title it's called possessive and it's about how s this guy dies um but then like is stuck around and like follows his family and his like Ooh. his former fiance around and like sees how they like cope with his loss and move on um but then like when his ex-fiance starts dating again she gets into like bad relationships so he um the like he thinks at the beginning of being a ghost that he there's not much he can do he can't interact with the physical world but like he can't like he can't walk through walls he, uh, like he walks on because he, he can walk on the floor he can't float or anything but he can't like interact like, like he can't the open sixth a door. sense yeah like he can't open a door um so like there's a whole scene where like he gets locked in the apartment and all the doors and windows are closed um 
and that I've thought of, and he's just kind of stuck for a little while. Um, there's one he gets hit by a car and goes flying, but like doesn't get injured, and the car just keeps going because he's a ghost. Um, but then like the whole point at the end is about like learning to like move on and things like that. But as his like powers start to grow, he can like possess people, and like yeah. his mental health starts to decline. And he starts to possess people for like selfish means, and that's why it's called possessive. But um, but then the one I thought of most recently, I thought it'd be a fun story, like 1984 or Brave New World esque, where it's like not too far in the future, but um, like drastically different world in which like, I mean, it's not too far off where we ha- what we have now, but like healthcare and like really basic healthcare is only accessible to the really really rich and they've come up with these like ridiculous treatments for things um um, like the opening scene is two guys that have been shrunk down to like minuscule size so instead of using um like ssris they use people shrunk down to a small size to physically push away all of the chemicals that they don't want like and things like that and you like take shifts creating jobs Um, yeah um (laughs) We were talking in my uh, neurodegenerative disease class the other day about how people with Parkinson's disease, um, it's typically easier for them to like, like if they like have like addictions for them to quit Mm -hmm. uh, because they don't have as many dopaminergic neurons. And I'm like, yo, that's something to like add into that like story is like in the future, in order to help with addiction, we just induce Parkinson's disease and then cure it. I'm like, that's horrific, but also really good social commentary. Yeah. So, yeah. Those are the, the major ones I, I thought of and would, would actually probably actually write if I decided to be an author. Those all sound really cool. <laughs> Thanks. My, my latest one is not the short story, but like actual novel length. I just remembered it, why it took me, because I've been doing this for a year, at least, uh, is a mafia story. but like you don't necessarily realize that like the family uh, is mafia you just think that they're super rich because they basically started this town in michigan that's kind of like a little italy and uh yeah there is a son that got kicked out of the family uh for essentially being very psychopathic um he comes back and is like listen no dad you're gonna here's the revenge and yeah and a random girl gets it caught in the middle because she starts dating one of the uh, sons and but it's a set for college because i was like i want a story that's for like college age people mm-hmm. yes not enough find that um i have a quick follow-up to this one just like yes. it can be yes or no if you want uh but would you ever write something non-fiction Yes. And, and yes. As a history major, yes. <laughs> Most of my papers are nonfiction. <laughs> I'm sure all of my papers are nonfiction. Um, Isaac's going to find a dinosaur skeleton that's never been found before. Ooh. And he's going to write an entire like National Geographic magazine I, about it. I don't no, know. But, no, no, he's not going to write it in a magazine. He's going to write it on the dinosaur. So people have to come yes. see it and read the dinosaur. And I'll be like, that was always there. Um, I have friends that, I don't have any friends that are paleontologists, but I have friends that are uh, archaeologists and they would probably get really upset if I, uh, if I used Sharpie on a dinosaur bone. <laughs> if I did that too. Um, I don't know actually if I'd write a nonfiction story. Um, 
It depends, I guess, what I get. I mean, there's a chance I might, like, especially since I'm going in the museum field. Uh, mm-hmm. Many people in the museum field end up writing stories, especially about items. That'd be actually kind of cool if I just, like, wrote, like, a little snippet. Usually starts with journals, but, uh, yeah. See, I would want to write a story that analyzes the philosophical conflict of the Assassin's Creed games and then solve the philosophical conflict. <laughs> and it's nonfiction, but it would also be really compelling because there's so yes, much. Yes, it's like I have, to, I have to, but the best part is I have to play through the games multiple times in order to really get it. And that's a sacrifice you're willing to make. I've already started. <laughs> And here I am going, let's see, if I ever wrote nonfiction, it'd probably be uh, photojournalism related, where I'm going around and essentially writing a blog, but like, you know, taking the pictures and then writing nonfiction stuff. But mm-hmm. very simple compared to yours of like, let's analyze. Oh, it's not even like, like I literally the other day was playing Assassin's Creed and was like, I can write a book if I like really put in like some thought and took some you know, really started to read some some philosophy. So. I mean, I guess like opinion based things are nonfiction, so I'd probably be able to, to write something like that. Um, I mean, I technically already have nonfiction published. It's just a chapter in a book, but little by little, little by little. So, all right, hope. What's our last final, question today? Final question of the day: What it, what book or genre or trope is your secret favorite? your favorite that you are only going to say here on this podcast right now and if anybody asks you about it after you're just gonna be like i don't know what you're talking about what is it this is a tough one because normally i own up to the stuff i like (laughs) i'm looking at my books behind me (laughs) i'll go first because like i have a couple um so my first my favorite trope is enemies to lovers and i especially love it when when the um like because you get that like defensive part in some of them that like the guy gets defensive over the girl and then the girl's like wait but you hate me but i specifically love when the girl gets defensive of the guy and like turns the whole tide on gender um norms and like gender roles yeah because it's like listen a girl can be really defensive about a guy if she really wants to be um but my other favorite is honestly it's not all because some get really cliche and i just can't read it because it's too lit but some romance novels are like very nice and i just read them to feel good about myself and i'm like oh yes i am this character that has this boyfriend now Mm-hmm. enemies to lovers i can tell you the ones that i absolutely despise and will never keep it a secret if you'd like enemies um, to lovers. I, I, <laughs> yes i'm not kidding like um so man or uh, no 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 uh my my partner um is uh reading a book series to me and the thing that i hate is like in like the first book of a series they paint a character out to be a really bad person and you really hate them and they seem slimy and you don't like them at all and then in the second book you learn more about them and you're like oh i'm supposed to like them no you made me hate them in the beginning i will always hate them especially if it's like the the like kind of like douchey dude yeah. that turns out like he's That's got fair. a soft side. i'm like no he's always gonna be the worst and the worst part is natalie keeps reading this book and i kind of <laughs> like the guy now you called her 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm going to ask Mike to bleep it out because we keep reading the book and I kind of like the guy now. And I don't what? like that I'm starting to like it. What book is it? Uh, the, the book series is A Court of Thorns and Roses. Oh, the character's yes! name is Reason. <laughs> I swear to God, if I end up liking Reason, I told Natalie, if, if Feyre and Reason end up together, I'm not reading it anymore. Hey, and so Brenton. no one spoil it for me. No one spoil it for me. I don't need to know if that happens or not. But I don't like Reason, but I'm starting to like him, and I don't like it. So maybe this is the secret one. I kind of like the trope because it works, but I hate it because I don't want to like him. I, I get that. Um, hey, well, first like- off, Brendan, when you finally re-download TikTok after writing your three 20-page papers, oh, no, find I book talk. Okay, find book talk and then interact with a bunch of book talk um, because you'll probably join a bunch of people because they, no, they love that series. No, I've been told by the person I'm reading this book with, so I don't have to give Mike more work, um, that I'm not allowed to go on book talk until we finish the series. <laughs> um i get that i'm watching the show killing eve right now which is really good and it's like about an assassin and then about uh this lady that's like trying to hunt down the assassin but the assassin uh her name's villanelle really on the nose uh she she's like killing all these people and like they're trying to make you like her but like i have to keep reminding myself i'm like homegirl has killed innocent people and i'm like and i don't want to like her but she's she's very like fun she's charismatic and she's fun and she's a lot less intimidating as the show like the commercial show she's just kind of like a happy-go-lucky assassin i love villains like that like i love villains that are like cool people um they're like i shouldn't like them because they're murderers but i love that i killed someone i like too and i was like i don't like it and i was like well it's like me now like when i first watched revenge of the sith i was like anakin no, don't murder those children. And now I'm like, yeah, Anakin, Anakin, get them kids. I'm like, Anakin, no, don't stop. All right, I'm sorry, to answer the question, Hope. um, A genre I really like, or trope. I don't know. I mean, obviously- A specific book. I like, uh, you mentioned found family. I do like found family. Um, Let's see, what have I cried with? um marley and me i do like when people just like realize that someone's really important to them and then they're like i wish i'd really known earlier but like (laughs) gets me going um breaks my heart gosh they're all so good i just i just like books um i like i guess that's not really a, a trope i really like reading wikipedia not wikipedia but like fandom wiki whatever they're yeah. wiki does, about yeah. like comics and about like different genres and i will just like read page after page after page of wikipedia articles about like certain things that happen usually it's just like lore i love lore of i world. also love lore i love like i'll read like a book and i'll be like i want to know the background of this like i was looking up stuff i was like i don't know like i'll like read harry potter and i'll be like I want to know more about the founders. Like, I want to know the lore behind this. I want to know all this different stuff. Uh, so I guess I really like lore. That's why I like the Eternal so much. It's because it gives so much lore. And I think that's yes. why a lot of people don't like it because it's lore. I love I love history. I'm a history major. I love history. I love finding out why things happen uh, mm-hmm. and how they got to the point. that I love ancient artifacts. Uh, cool. 
to finish you it out, my... also, I was gonna say, you guys also keep mentioning an actual title too. Every time you say lore, it's the, there's it's a book. Lore? No, oh. there's a book called <laughs> Lore uh, by Alexandra Bracken, and it's a twist on uh, Greek gods. It's actually oh. so, really good so far. Wait, is it Lore Olympus? Was that a different one? That's a different one. It's just called Lore. Um, my genuine least favorite trope that I think we need to get rid of in books, just real quick, is mental illness equals villain. Yes! Thank yeah. you! Um, Sorry. It's, it's really prevalent like, in comic books, but it's also prevalent in novel, novels, too. I, watching like the, the Batman one... made me really, really miffed about that. I like the movie, but then it's basically just Riddler has mental illness and no one's paid attention to him. Um, yeah. And that's why he's a villain. So, the other one I mean, that, I, that I hate is uh, when all of a sudden the person who is super introverted at the beginning of the book is no longer introverted. Yeah, that's not something like, you need to fix. No. And I'm like, also, as an introverted person, that doesn't happen. Like, you just get comfortable around those people, and you can be extroverted with yeah. them. The... Or personality types being, like, yeah. based, just, like, your personality is that, like, you have a mental illness, or your personality mm -hmm. is that you have a disability. Yeah. Or your entire character arc is based on whether or not you can get pregnant. I also don't like that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, Sorry, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was going to say, or... Uh, Jennifer on Witcher. Yeah. But anyway, that I think that's everything we have for today. There's tons we can go on with books and stuff. But oh, yes. as always here on Raving Geeks, we like to end with some recommendations for our viewers, whether that be movies, video games, comics, or anything else geeky. So hosts, rapid fire. You got anything for us to uh Um to Killing out? Eve. I just uh like I said, I just uh I've been watching it. It's really good. Um uh yeah, that'll be I recommend that. Oh, I just started watching the boys' diabolical like shorts too. Those are kind of fun. <laughs> um, I am gonna say on YouTube there is a YouTube channel called Adventures with Pur with Purpose with a Purpose. Um, Adventures with Purpose. It started off the guy was he and a couple of his friends were just diving into rivers, picking up junk. Um, but now he also has like. 40 minute long documentary style um videos of them going out onto rivers and just bodies of water that would be deep enough to have cars um and searching for lost missing, missing people yes and um one episode that i watched last night i started crying because the main host he doesn't usually cry and he started crying and i was like jared stop um but honestly they're really good and i really like his commentary on just like the picking up trash ones because he's funny sometimes too so yeah it's really good nice um i gotta recommend i know them from a podcast i know they have youtube channels and other things like that but the podcast my brother my brother and me yes my, i think my sister listens to those yeah they're very fun uh, there's actually quite a few tiktok audios taken from their podcast um so you've probably heard their voices before uh what darn it what's their last name can I think of it before the, we run out of time on, on, on the Zoom call? Um, uh, it's on the tip of my tongue. My brother, my brother, and me. Um, That's with the... The McElroy brothers. Yeah. Mc yep. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, they're very fun, so I highly recommend. So uh, yeah, I believe that's all we have for you all today. Thank you for joining us here on Raving Geeks. Uh, make sure you leave a comment wherever you're listening from. We love to hear what you uh, thought. 
about today's episode. Any thoughts on books? Um, any like plot lines you really like? Any like ideas for books you really uh, want to pitch and things like that? Uh, feel free to reach out for, uh, to us on Facebook or Twitter as well as TikTok at Raving Geeks. Um, and as always, I've been Brendan Valentine alongside my fellow co-hosts. Hope Goodero. And I'm Isaac Hunter. Read your books, people. <laughs> Stay geeky and have a great week, everyone. So long.